Welcome to Victory Today. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, recently we've been talking about the relationship between spirit, soul and body and how we can live in such a way that we run our race, finish our course and keep the faith, right? And we said that in order to do that, to be true to our calling and do what God's put us here to do, we got to stay healthy. We can't give in to depression or discouragement. We can't allow the lies of the enemy to steal our peace or flood us with fear so that we quit. No, we've got to honor God with our bodies. We've got to recognize that this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We've got to choose, friend, to be led by our spirit under the leadership of the Holy Spirit while refusing to give in to the pressures of the flesh. And so let's talk about that today because there's this ideology that is becoming more and more prominent, which says, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. I can do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. If I want to do something with my body, I'll do it. I mean, after all, I'm under grace and not under law. I'm sure you've heard people say that kind of thing, right? Well, it's the same kind of attitude that was in the church in Corinth all those years ago. And Paul addressed that. And he spent some time doing that because back then people were doing all kinds of crazy things sexually and socially that were totally at odds with their new natures in God, with their new natures as Christians. But as far as they were concerned, it was all good because they were no longer under the law. And it's amazing. People still say the same thing today, right? You've heard it. Well, I'm going to do whatever I feel like. You can't tell me what to do with my body. I can do whatever I want and God's going to be good with it. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul goes through this long sordid list where he says, you were cheaters and idolaters and thieves and adulterers and extortioners and liars. Well, some of us were that prior to getting saved, right? Man, we didn't always get it right. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9, you were all these things. And then he says, but now you've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. And then to address this notion that as a believer, you can just do whatever you want with your body. He says in verse 10, all things are lawful for me, but all things aren't helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I won't be brought under by the power of any of them. The New Living Translation puts it like this. It says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Now, what's he saying? Well, his point is that, yeah, we're no longer under the law. That's true. We're not under the law. But if you are now under the lordship of Jesus, if you're living according to the spirit, in other words, you won't mess around with things that aren't glorifying to God. And you certainly won't become a slave to anything or anyone. You're not going to become a slave and put yourself under control of anyone but Christ. Amen. What does that mean in practical terms? Well, it means that if there's an addiction in your life, it's got to go. 
It can't stay there, friend. Anything that's controlling you right now, that's got to go. Anything that takes priority over the things of God takes your time, your attention, your money. That's got to bow its knee to him. And the good news is that he promises to give you the power to break free of that thing and to walk in freedom. Well, Paul goes on to say, you say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. Well, that's true, right? Someday God's going to do away with both of those things. But he says, you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies and God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Think about that. What he's saying is that what happened to Jesus' body after three days in the tomb is going to happen to your body. Isn't that awesome? He'll not only raise you up by his power, he'll also raise all of your relatives, all those that have died in faith, and you'll get to see them again. That's an awesome truth, that what happened to Jesus' body is going to happen to our bodies as well. And that goes back to something we talked about earlier, which is this wrong idea that people have about their bodies. You know, they treat their bodies badly, and they do that with the attitude that says, well, you know, this old one doesn't matter because I'm going to get a new one. Well, that is partly true. You are going to get a new one, but it will be this one, friend. It's going to be this body, only a glorified version. Because if it's not this body, there's no reason for God to raise your body, right? No, God is going to raise your body, the one that you have right now, and then he's going to glorify it so it will be perfected. And the reason he's going to do that is because your body has been purchased, okay? that, That means it's not yours any longer. Jesus, the Bible says, purchased your body by his blood on the cross. That's why Paul goes on to say in verse 15, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? And in verse 17, he says, but the person who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Think about that. One spirit with Jesus. I'm saying, friend, your body is not your own anymore, okay? You you can't just do what you want with it. It is a permanent part. It's a member of the body of Christ, which is why if you're not already, you've got to start appreciating your body, the one that you have right now, because it's the only one that you got. Amen. And if you lose this body, friend, I know this sounds like I don't even need to say this, but if you lose the body that you got right now, what does that mean? It means you can't stay here on the earth. You can't stay and complete your assignment. So we ought never despise our bodies. We shouldn't demean our bodies. Don't make jokes about your body. Think about it, friend. You didn't make it. You didn't create it. And you are not sustaining it moment by moment. Your body is a gift. So you want to start thanking God for your body. Make the most of it every day that you have with it. Enjoy it. If you're going to complete the mission that he's given you to complete, your body has going to have to work properly. Amen. You know, God's called you to something right now. And whatever it is that he's called you to, 
in order to see that thing come to its completion, you need a properly functioning body to do that. So we've got to treat it well. We've got to look after it, exercise, be thankful, put good stuff into it, declare good things over our bodies. You say, Andrew, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, instead of going on about the stuff that you don't like about your body, focus on what you do like and give God some praise that, man, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? Don't obsess about the things that aren't working like they ought to work or they should work. Don't talk about them. Don't pronounce stuff over your body. Instead, what would be a whole lot better is if you would call yourself healed. Declare that in him, in Christ, you're whole, you're well. You say, yeah, Andrew, but you don't understand. Right now I'm hurting. Well, what does the word say? It says, let the weak, that's those who are struggling, hurting, you know, dealing with some stuff right now. It says, let the weak say, oh, I'm hurting. Oh, it's terrible. No, that's not what it says. It says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Not just think it, but say it. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Amen. So call yourself strong. Call yourself whole. Call yourself clean. If something is not working right, don't pronounce stuff over it. Don't say, oh, that's just my bad arm or that's my bad leg that doesn't work properly or that's just my deaf ear. Don't say stuff like that. Instead, you do what Jesus taught you to do in Mark eleven twenty three, and you put your hand on it and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be quickened, be strengthened, be strong, recover, be restored, be renewed. You say, Andrew, can I really say that when things aren't working right in my body? What if it's not the will of God for me? Well, didn't he declare that he renews our strength, our youth, like the eagles? That's what he said in Isaiah. Didn't he say that with a long life, Psalm 91 says, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation? That's what he declares. But friend, in order for you to enjoy that, you've got to start cooperating with him. So come on, let's be thankful for our bodies. Amen? Let's treat them well. You know, we say, yeah, well, I need to lose a few pounds. I need to get in the gym. I need to get, you know, I don't really like what, okay, that's fine. But still, let's not stop being thankful for our bodies. Let's treat them well. Let's declare good things over them. See, in this whole passage, Paul is pushing back on this notion that it really doesn't matter what we do with our physical bodies. And he's saying, no, it absolutely matters. The physical is very, very important. And so in verse 19, he sums all of this up by saying, or do you not know that your body is the temporal temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and that you are not your own. He's saying, don't you know that? That your your body, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, he's inside of you. You're not your own. But people don't know that. They may have read that, but they say, no, no, it's my body. I can do whatever I want with my body. Well, are you a Christian? 
Because if you're not a Christian, then absolutely, you can do whatever you want to. But if you are a Christian, you are not your own. According to the word of God, you've been bought with a price. So you're supposed to glorify God in your body. Listen to it. The Amplified, it says it like this. It says, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you? whom you've received as a gift from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. You were purchased with a preciousness and you were paid for, made his very own. So then, honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Let me say it again. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You are to glorify God in your body. That's like what Paul said over in chapter 10, where he said, whether you eat or drink, whatever it is that you do, do it all to the glory of God. Well, let's think about that. Can I go out and commit adultery to the glory of God? Can a person cut themselves to the glory of God? Can they take drugs to the glory of God, watch porn to the glory of God, commit suicide to the glory of God? No, friend, we can't do any of those things. Why not? Well, because it's not our body any longer. We can't just do whatever we want with it. If you are a believer, it's not just your body, it's his He bought it. He paid for it with his life and he's got good plans and purposes for it. And so that means before we just do something with our bodies, we ought to ask him about it. Before we go someplace and make those kind of decisions and things put things into our body, we should ask him about it. Now, I know that your body will still want to do the same things that it wanted to do before you got saved. We've talked about that. That's why Galatians says that the flesh wars against the spirit. Because there's this, there's this pull, there's this tug, this pressure to allow your body to regain control and call the shots like it used to. And so Paul says, you've got to have the attitude that says, no, I'm not giving into that. Instead, I'm going to keep my body under control. I'm going to bring it into subjection so that I don't ruin my life. Paul said, if I don't control my body, I will end up disqualifying myself from my calling. And it's just the same for all of us. So what we've got to do is we've got to be constantly denying, putting down, starving the lusts of the flesh. And instead, we've got to walk in the spirit. Constantly, we've got to be on about that. We've got to deny. We've got to put down. We've got to starve those lusts of the flesh. And instead of accepting all of that stuff and allowing our body to be in charge, we've got to walk in the Spirit. Paul goes into great lengths about this in Galatians. And he says the way to not allow the flesh to dominate you or govern your life like it used to do is instead choose moment by moment to walk in the spirit. Okay. So what's he saying? He's saying you live in this world, even as a believer, wrong desires will come. They come, right? Wrong desires, wrong thoughts to to do certain things, desires that are not of God, that are not of the Spirit. They are desires of the flesh. They are going to come, Paul says. 
Why? Well, because your flesh, your body, has not been born again. We've said that over and over. It has not been recreated. Now, it will be changed. It will be glorified. But right now, it's mortal. And down here, we are surrounded by corruption. And so, the way that we win the battle is by crucifying the flesh daily, moment by moment, right? How do we win the battle? We win it, friend, by crucifying the flesh. That means we deny it every time it wants to be in control and have us doing things that we know aren't honoring to God. We deny that, we squash that, and instead of doing what the flesh wants, we choose to be led not by our feelings, not by our desires, but we choose to be led by the Spirit of God in accordance with the Word of God. And I'm here to tell you, the more you do that, friend, the weaker that pull from your flesh becomes and your emotions start to settle down. Your, you know, all those feelings that tend to drive us and pull us, they all start to settle down. And the stronger and the more confident your spirit becomes until that starts to flow out and impact your mind and your will and your emotions. And I'm here to tell you, that is when you start enjoying real victory like you never experienced before. So what are we going to do? We're going to crucify the flesh. We're going to keep it under. We're going to manage our emotions. We're not going to allow our feelings to dictate to us. We're going to be determined by what the Word of God says and put that above our circumstances and situations. And the more that we do that, the more that we keep the flesh under and we are led by our spirit. In conjunction with the Holy Spirit, the easier and easier it becomes. I'm telling you, friend, you do it one day and the next day it's a little bit easier and the next day it's a little bit easier. But it's a moment by moment, day by day decision to keep the flesh under and our emotions in control and start to live according to the power of our spirit in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. Well, I trust that that's been an encouragement to you today. We're going to go on to different things in the next uh, episode of Victory today. We're going to begin talking about how to have victory over the storms of life. And I'm really excited to share that with you. So if you're going through a storm right now, you're going to get some help. If you're not going through one, this is going to prepare you because I'm here to tell you, storms are going to come. So that's what we're going to go on to next time. But I trust that this message has encouraged you, filled you with faith. If it has, share it with a friend. Make sure you subscribe. Go on to our website, newbulbministries.com. Find out about some of the resources there that will help you. And you go out and have an awesome day in Him. In Jesus' name, And I'll speak to you again real soon.